Thank you, Jesus. Well, church, I have a strange message today. The title of my message is, well, it's the second message of the power of God. But the title today is, I. I. You can hardly have a conversation without saying I, right? So we're going to talk about the good eyes and the bad eyes. And then today, being Ash Wednesday, we're, we're going to have a, a time of repentance, or if you want to. I hope you do, because we need to repent every once in a while, don't we? We're not perfect, but we're in going from glory to glory. Amen? So, um, so uh, what we want to do in this house is preach the Word of God the best that we know how, and we want to remember Jesus. And that's why we go through the church calendar. And some pastors that we've discussed this with, they think that's boring because they don't want to be confined to those kinds of things. But it's not a, not being confined. Jesus said, remember me. Amen? Did you, do you remember he said that? Speak to me this morning. Because like I, I like to hear your voice and your agreement. And if you don't agree, don't speak. But, you know. <laughs> but if you agree, say amen, you know, because... We need to know that we're in the same court, playing the same uh, thing for God. So we're going to talk about I. There's a bad I and there's a good I. And so we want to, I want to share that with you. So it seems like the Lord has burned in my heart more than uh, times past in this uh, Easter season or this season of resurrection. You know, I'm thinking about all of the wickedness and the corruption and the evil things that the enemy is forcing against us. You know, after you live these many years that I've lived, I, I, I don't even recognize our world because it's so different and it's, uh, the enemy seems to be so more empowered. I don't want to give him any credit today because that's what I want to do is bring down his strongholds today. But I want to say to us that we have to put I under. And it needs to be Christ first in our life. And so I, I, I'm going to talk about that. The Easter season calls for that. It calls for a discipline. And you know how hard that is because we like what we like, when we like it, where we like it, and how we like it, right? And then we are discouraged by things that happen, you know, like dealing with our children and things like that. And so we have to know that we have to have the power of God to overcome the circumstances and to, the power of God to not be fearful and to not just give up because they're 40 and they don't want to do anything God wants them to do. We still got to just keep a prayer line going for them and, and seek uh, repentance in their life for them that they will come to know Jesus. So this is a season where we got to take care of ourselves spiritually. We got to do something for ourselves spiritually so that we can grow and not be like we was yes, yet last year. You know, we, we, we grow in the flesh. You know, we get older. We need to get older in God and get, get more growth in Him. So we ask for a discipline. What is a discipline? Discipline is that you say to yourself, I'm not going to do this anymore. And I'm going to, I'm going to sacrifice this discipline for 40 days. 
And that, that's the time that Jesus was in the wilderness, that he sacrificed, he made a sacrifice of his life for our salvation. And it's more than just getting out of hell. It's walking with us. It's hearing our cry. It's answering us in the time of trouble. It's always being there for us and with us and through us. So we need to remember him. And there's two places in Scripture where he asks us to remember him. There's a place in the Old Testament which says, plead for me. Plead for me. You know, Jesus wept just like you and I. Jesus did not want to go to Calvary. I know that you know this, but think about this. Let it come into your spirit today as we go. One of the last things that Jesus said at the Last Supper was, remember me. He got down. He washed their feet. This is the son of the living God. And then he said, whatever you do, love one another. This is a new commandment that I give you, that you will love one another. And sometimes we just need to refresh this all in our spirit and know what Jesus did for us. Because we get busy in our schedules. We have heartaches and trials and tribulations. At least I do. I'm sure you do. And they take us away from the remembrance of Jesus. And I know if I preach to you and give you the word of God, that it will be solid and it will be true and you will not be led astray in any way because it's the word of the living God. Now, what we're going to do today, impose the ashes at the close of the service and, and gather at the altar and just spend a little bit of time in repenting for anything or everything. Even if you say, Lord, I didn't do anything, just repent me anyhow. But you know that we need repentance, don't you? So, the Lenten season is a holy season. It requires something of you. God required his son to give his life, and that requires us to, give a, to have the new commandment to love one another better, to help one another, to put down the eye and raise up the presence of Christ in our life. So it's interesting this year that uh, Ash Wednesday falls on Valentine's Day. That's just awesome, isn't it? That this Valentine's Day that we're going to be ready and whole and cleansed and free and forgiven and walking in newness of life and freshness of salvation. And it's on Valentine's Day. All the world will be celebrating Valentine's Day in all sorts of ways. But God's people will be celebrating it in the knowledge that Jesus gave his life for us. And who could love anybody more than we love Jesus? So it's so interesting. So today I want us to focus on the love of God, the power of God, the love of Christ, and the love of one another. And I feel that when I come into this house today, everybody was fellowshipping. And I feel the love of God. And that's so important that God wants in the church. So... This is a day of self-examination. I, you know, we can, we can uh, examine other people. We can examine the things they do or they don't do or they should do. But this is a day that we come before God and examine ourselves and we move toward Strove Tuesday. Okay, I'm going to tell you what the calendar is. It uh, begins on Strove Tuesday. And that's the day that we repent and get ready for the giving of the ashes on Wednesday. What does the ashes mean? It means that on Shrove Tuesday, you ask the Lord to forgive you. You walk in wholeness and cleanness of life. And if you know somebody that you need to say forgiveness to, you do that. You clean your house. Everybody knows that spring is house cleaning. Amen. 
And to, and spring in the Bible, a spring to us Christians is temple clean, cleansing, that we begin to clean, clean the temple. Now, in the in the original, they go in their house and they clean out all the leaven and all the things that they cook with that they think might 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 not be good. But to us, we're going into our temples and examining and 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 uh, thanking God. So it, Lent Lent is not Catholic. Lent is just a word for spring, and spring is just a few days away. And so we begin to celebrate the Lord in this season. After that, we go through 40 days of a discipline. Now, somebody, you can discipline coffee, you can do Coke, you can do something spiritual. I always say, take on something that will help your body, and then take on something that will help your spirit, help God. And do it religiously, but take on something that you are determined to give up for God. Something that you are determined to remember every single day and offer a prayer and thanksgiving for the Lord's birth, for the Lord's uh, death. And it's important, church, and it's hard to do because the enemy will come at you every single way he can. I want to tell you what he said. And this is the bad eye, and it's found in Exodus 15, 9, and 11. And it's good for us to see it. I give no glory to the enemy. Devil, you are defeated, and your life, your destiny is hell. But the word of God reports this to us. It says, the devil said, and notice it's I, I, I. He says, I will pursue them. I will overtake them. I will divide the spoil. Somebody said, well, there's no spoil in my life. Well, do you ever have an extra buck? Do you ever have an extra friend? Do you ever have something extra in your life? That's the spoil that the enemy wants to rob, kill, and steal from you. Not only that, but your spiritual condition. And he says, my lust shall be satisfied upon them. Well, what is his lust? It's to pursue, to overtake, to kill us, to divide us. To spoil us, to take our spoil. And then he says, I will draw my sword. My hand shall destroy them. This is what I is. It's, it's a personal thing that wants to, the enemy wants to destroy us with. And he says, I, I, I. So we must be careful about our I, I, I's. But we, would, we should be like David. I will worship the Lord. I will honor the Lord. I will do these things. Jesus did not want to die. He did not want to suffer. We don't want to suffer. But you know what? We do have suffering, don't we? And when we have that suffering, we can give it to the Lord and we can identify with Christ and the things that he suffered for our salvation because nothing in life is free. Only salvation is free. If they say it's free, there's a tax on it. If they say it's free, it's something to get you in trouble with the monies and those kinds of things. There's nothing free in our society except the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And nothing can take that away from us if we will put down I and raise up the power and the anointing of God in our life. And that's what this season is all about, that we will honor God, that we will discipline ourselves and show that we can give up something tiny for how great a thing that he gave up for us and do it do it seriously you know sometimes they the people joke and they go like well I'll give up watermelon or I'll give up something like that because something that you can't you know that you can't even get but listen church it's serious it's solemn 
the word of the Lord is powerful. And the Lord said to remember him, plead with him. And so let's do that. That's what we do here is we try to follow the word of God and we try we try to honor him in everything that we do, that he be lifted up. Now, the good eye comes from the word of God and he says, I, even I, and you know I drew that scripture this morning. I know that the Lord is speaking to us. I, even I, is he that blotteth out my transgressions for my own sake. He doesn't do it just for us. He does it for himself too because he died that he, we might be free from the sin and anguish of the world. So he says, it says, I did it for my own sake and will not remember thy sins. Aren't you grateful that God does not remember our sins? I remember things that people did to me. I remember hurts and anxieties and all those kinds of things. And you constantly have to say, you know, the devil pushes our buttons and then it brings back bad memories. And we constantly have to say, I forgave them. I walk in forgiveness. I love the Lord. I will not be determined to hang on to this hurt because there are many, many hurts in life. But here's what the, the devil said. He wants to pursue us, divide us and destroy us. But listen to what God says in Isaiah 59:21. He says, as for me, this is my covenant with them, saith the Lord, my spirit that is upon thee, and my words which I put in thy mouth shall not depart out of thy mouth, nor out of the mouth of thy seed, nor out of the mouth of thy seed, seed, saith the Lord, henceforth forevermore. This is for those that are grievous over their children. He says, he's going to put the words in their mouth. And you need to claim this. We need to claim this. That no matter what they do, whatever road they take, Whatever happens, we claim the word of God over our children. The brother wanted us to pray sincerely today for them. And this was in my notes that we do need to be severely that you can, you you know, with your discipline, you can bring your children into the, your discipline. Every, maybe you say, I'm going to take this amount of time to pray every every day and, and I'll pray for my children, you know. Make it important, something that you desire with all your heart that you're asking of God. And and you can do the simple things in the flesh, the coffee, the water, the Coke or whatever. But then think about the spirit, man. What do you want to do? Where do you want to grow in the spirit? What do you want the power of God to reveal to you in these 40 days? And come before the Lord with thanksgiving and ask him. He says, I am, I am he that blotteth out thy transgressions. Remember this for mine own sake. He does not want you to end up in hell. He does it for your sake that you can escape the things of the enemy. And he says, I will not remember thy sins. And listen, it says, put me in remembrance. Mark this down, church. When somebody says, are you a Catholic? They see the ashes imposed on your forehead and they say, are you a Catholic? That's your opportunity to testify that you are doing this in remembrance of the sacrifice that Jesus paid for you. So the word of God says, put me in remembrance. Let us plead together. Uh, It reminds me of what Brother Daniel said this morning. You know, let us be sincere. Let us intercede for our children. Listen, church, we need to get down to business because this world is more corrupt than it's ever been. And I know I harp on this, but it's not going to get better until Jesus Christ comes and receives us into himself. So he says, put me in remembrance. Let us plead together. Declare thou that that thou may be justified. We want to be justified before the Lord. What does that mean? Just as if I've never sinned. 
justified that we're justified the sin has been covered in our life you know the season this is a season of repentance it's something that every church should bring uh, their people to remembrance of and yet sometimes i'm i'm i've been mocked because we follow the church calendar but uh, i tell you something if you want to grow in god discipline yourself for 40 days fast or pray in a special way toward god so Today, we have to lay down I. We have to lay down I. We have to self-examine I. And we have to lift up I will. I desire the Lord. We have to lift up our I to glorify God. Think about how many times we lift up our own selves with I. And how many times we should glorify God. I will. David said, I will, I will, I will. We read the Psalms. He's always saying, I will. So today, as we lay down the eye, we raise up a standard of eternal uh, hope in our life, and we want to have more of Thee, O Lord. That's what I say when I when I have to do what I what the what the discipline is, and it's hard, and I don't want to do it or something, you know. And you you just say to yourself, well, you know, this is this is more of Thee, O Lord. I want more of Thee. Does the church want more of Him? Does the church want more of Him? Does the church want more of him? I, I think we can be louder correcting our children or in a discussion with somebody than we can in church. But I don't think that God's deaf. But I love to hear the worship of the people. Now, we read in Hebrews 8.13. It's so wonderful. It says, For if the blood of, bull, of bulls and goats and the ashes of the heifer sprinkling the unclean sanctified to the purifying of the flesh this is a a, a big long scripture you need to write it down and get it in your heart because you see when they when they slaughtered the heifer in the old testament they took the ashes after they burned it up they took the ashes and they purified everything around the house with those ashes and the and the same thing happened when we get to um, the triumphant entry you know, and they they have their palm leaves and they, they wave their palm leaves. You know, the ashes that we have today are ashes of the palm leaves. And that shows us that while they worshipped God and they blessed him, then in the end they 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 were uh the ashes they took the leaves and they made the ashes to glorify God. And church, if this is the first time you've heard this, it it, it might be foreign to you. But let me read the scripture. For if the blood of bulls and goats and the ashes of the heifer, sprinkling the unclean, sprinkling sanctification to the purifying of the flesh, verse 14, how much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, to purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God? You know, this doesn't mean much unless you just read it. And you have to read it over and over and over to understand that when we sprinkle, when we impose the ashes, that is a sign that you have brought, came into spring, the spring of God, and that you have uh, repented of your sins. And that's a sign to everyone that you have cleansed yourself before God. You know, the Catholics, they cross themselves. And, and, and sometimes they are mocked for that. But what it means to the Catholic, what it means to them is they are witnessing, they are testifying of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. 
Now, they might not have a depth of spirituality, and they might not even understand why they're doing it. But the Father who put that in their spirit to do that did it that they might be a witness of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And so wherever they go in a restaurant, they go in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. You know, we, we Pentecostals, we like to run the aisles, at least. I don't think you do, you folks do, but in the past, we love to run the aisles and we love the, the, the glory of the Lord and the, and the meeting, you know, the, how God touches us. We love all that. You know, but they, people mock us for that. They call us holy rollers, you know. But every denomination, why there's a denomination is because there's differences of opinions. And so that's why we want to stay as close to the word of God as we can. Because there's the Methodists, they have the methods. You know, there's the Lutherans, they have theirs. And then none of them, if they're worshiping Jesus, if they worship him honestly and sincerely, let him alone. Because every org, every church has strange things. But what I want to say to you today, that God wants Jesus to be first in everything that we do. He tells us to remember him. So that's what we're doing today is remembering him. And that's a powerful scripture concerning the ashes. The ashes was a cleansing for, uh, uh, sign in the sanctuary that they had made the sacrifice of the bull or the goat. And then they took those ashes and they were like a sacrifice of cleansing the house of God. This is important, church. You know, you probably have to have a a theological book to read it and to see what God is saying there. But this is important today. The power of God is released in the blood of Jesus. The power of God is released in his word. Somebody said, "I, I wish I could be like you or I could have an anointing like Billy Graham. Listen, there's no anointing except of Jesus Christ. And when you read the word of God, then there's an anointing. If you want the anointing, just keep reading the word of God because the word of God is anointed. So if you stick to it, you won't be in a wrong situation. You'll be, uh, you'll be cleansed and made whole. So the power of God releases all of this to us. And we talked about the power of God last week. You know, what do you think about the power of God? Do you think anything about the power of God? In any crisis of your life, you say, oh, power of God, I need you. You know, church, we need to be more, more, um, I'll think of the word. We need to be more mindful in the depth of our spirit. There's a scripture here today, and it's right here, Luke 9, 43 and 44. It says, you know, they saw the miracles of Jesus, and they were all amazed, the scripture says, at the power of God. I wonder if Brother Bill stood up right now and said, God healed me and there's not a pain in me. Would we know that the power of God did that? Would we begin to glorify God? Would we begin to give him honor and praise? We need to see the movement of God in the house. We need to see the movement of God in our life. And that comes with by believing in the power of God and taking out I and raising up him in the power of who he is into our life. This passage of scripture is awesome because they were all amazed at the power of God, Luke 9, 43 and 44. And while they wondered everyone at the things that Jesus did, he said this to his disciples. I want you to hear this. Hello. Say hello. Okay. It says here, he said to them, let these things, let these sayings seek down into your heart. That's what the message is about today. 
that I will not be lifted up, but he will be lifted up. He said, when I am lifted up, I'll draw all men unto me. Lift up Jesus in your life. Lift him up. I know you do, but let's do it more. Let's be more vocal. Let's be more bold. Let's stand strong in what we believe for the kingdom of God. Jesus said this. They was admire, admire, admiring all the things that he did. And I tell you what, if I was there, I'd be just like him. I'd be so amazed. And, it, it, you know, the power of God, when it moves, you can't hardly believe what you see. Because it's more powerful than what the flesh can take in. Jesus said to them, instead of saying, yes, this is a great service, this is a great healing service, he said, let the things that I say seek down into your heart. And if we will let the things that Jesus said, he said, not my will, Father, but thy will be done. He laid down the eye. He self-examined himself. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, examined himself. How do we act in the crisis of our life? How, how do we respond to the things that are negative that come our way? You know, we need to think about that. I don't want to wear this out on you, but I can't impress enough about it that God is looking for a people that will go forth and stand strong because the enemy is loosed to deter us from the kingdom of God. He said, the devil said, I will destroy them. But God said, I will pour forth my anointing and my power upon them. And that's where we are today, Lord, as we stand against the powers of the enemy. God is for us and no weapon will be formed against us. Second Corinthians thirteen four, For though he was crucified through weakness, did you ever think about Christ being weak? Though he was crucified through weakness, yet he lived by the power of God. We can't live eternally if we don't have the power of God. We need to recognize the power of God in us. And, 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 and move in the power of God because God is so powerful. Though he was weak, it says he liveth by the power of God. And we also are weak, the scripture says, but we shall live with him by the power of God. The power of God is going to get you through sickness. It's going to get you through whatever crisis comes your way. Ephesians 3.20 says, Now unto him. That is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. We get a snivel and we say, oh, I think I'm going to have a coal. No, we get a snivel and we say, power of God, move in me. You know, start to give me evidence that you are with me and I am more powerful than the works of darkness. I can't convey that scripture to you. Most everybody knows that they can quote that scripture. If you've been in, uh, a Christian very long, you can quote it. But, you know, this is the hour to rise up in the spirit of God and put that in your spirit. Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly more than you can think, according to the power that worketh in us. The devil will harass every everything he can push, every button in your life. He wants to pursue us. He wants to overtake us. He wants to divide us. He wants to uh, put his lust upon us. And if there is ever a day that he has tackled our world with lust, it is this day. But God is more powerful. He wants to let his power in us pour out an anointing that we will be overcomers. We say we are overcome by the word of God. 
and by the testimony that we have of Jesus' blood, and we won't what? We don't care about our life. We don't care about I. Overcome by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of my testimony, and I won't love my life more than I love the Lord God. We need more of the word of God in our life. We need to memorize the word of God because it is the power of God. It is the power of God. When you memorize the word and you read the word, you, you know, you are exercising the power of God. I can't say it enough, church, that we need help to overcome. Christians got little idiosyncrasies that keep them from all that God has for them. Do I get an amen? amen. So it, it doesn't matter what it is. It's just a swear word. You take in the name of the Lord in vain. That is wrong. It is unrighteous. It's no good. But if you ever were a a sinner and you use that word, the enemy wants to bring those kinds of words into your life to weaken the power of God in you. So you have to change. You You have to respond to the works of darkness with holiness. You know, I'm talking to myself. You know, because I get upset, and I think things, and I say things, and then I have to repent. And I tell you something, church, repentance is awesome. When you can alleviate something that you did that was wrong, and you shouldn't have done it, and you know it. But then sometimes God comes along and says, well, go tell him. Go tell him. Ask him to forgive you. And then you have to live with that, see? And that's what you have to walk out. And that's where the power of God is diminished in us because it's hard to do those things. Jesus thought Calvary was hard. He wept. He wept. He wept. He said, can I not do this? He said, but nevertheless, what did he say? I will. I want your way, Lord. And we have to lay down our eye and raise up his eye that we will be a sanctified, glorified Christian and give a witness for God. So remember me in your striving and when you come to uh, your this moment today that we're going to call for to repent. If there's something that you remember in your life that harasses you, just lay it down before the Lord. Just lay it down before the Lord. And, you know, the trials and the tribulations that you have in your life, give them to God. Let them be a sweet smelling sacrifice unto God. And know that what you're going through, Jesus went through so much more to bring 